can't relate or communicate with your teen? Welcome to Baffled with your hosts, Jason and Sam, who are here to help you understand your misunderstood teen. As teen educators and trainers, they understand what it is that is baffling you as a parent. Enjoy the show. And welcome back to Baffled. We are so glad you are joining us today for this episode. We have something awesome and amazing for you the next two episodes. Uh, A real treat. We seem to be uh, spoiling you guys with awesome guests, but we will get there in a second. But first, let's get to the quote of the show. And it is this, being challenged in life is inevitable, but being defeated is optional. And that's by Roger Crawford. Guys, I am so excited to uh, bring to you our guest today. So it's going to be, you're going to be hearing Jason and Miss Tina Miller sit down and have a great conversation that we're going to learn so much from. So instead of me delaying that, let's bring those two in. All right. Well, thank you, Sam, for that introduction. So yes, I have a very special guest friend with me today, uh, Tina Miller. We've actually met uh, several years ago uh, when I was a youth pastoring at a church. Uh, She came out and did a comedy show. Uh, for our church as a fundraiser, and that's where we kind of met. And from there, uh, she's done other things with radio, and uh, she she uh, travels and does public speaking. But she also uh, started a, a school of recovery, and so uh, I'm going to have her talk about all that. But but right now, I'm going to introduce my friend uh, Tina Miller. How are you doing today, Tina? Hey, Jason. How are you? Good. Glad, we're so glad you're here. Thank you. And, uh, I appreciate it. So we're, we're, we got we got a lot to talk about because yes. you have stuff to share. You have. Um, stories of your personal life, uh, yes. and and quite honestly, I, I don't even know if I know all the details. So I want you to take some time today and just share your story with us. How, how did it all begin? And we're gonna kind of go from there. So take it away, yeah, Miss Tina. Absolutely. Hey, I love your quotes. Uh, it reminded me of, you know, it's not a loss if it's a lesson. And that kind of goes along with the quote of the day, you know, that you guys shared. And mm-hmm. that's kind of basically my life is, you know, <laughs> it, it's not a loss. I've had a lot of loss in my life, but it's not a loss if it's a lesson. And so yes. uh, just to give you a little of my background, my history in that is, you know, I'm a survivor of childhood trauma, mm-hmm. uh, rape, domestic violence, and mm. addictions. Mm. And so uh, in January, I'll be celebrating 26 years, substance-free of wow. all mind and mood-altering substances. But by the grace of God, yes, uh, definitely um, mm. that was uh, a lesson. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So... So yeah, so uh, so all that you said, uh, you know. Do you want to go into any more um, detail, like about you know your like, how did it all start? Like, where did um, the substance abuse start, and what what led you to getting free and recovered? <laughs> how did it all start? Well, my mom and dad. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the type of once upon a time. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so. I was born and raised in Ohio, and my father was an alcoholic uh, the first four years of my life, and then he found a 12-step recovery program. I always joke around, I should have stayed when he took me to AA meetings with him <laughs> when I was four years old, you know, instead yeah. I, you know, did my own thing. But um, so at, um, at seven years old, this is like a really pivotal po- point in my life is at seven years old, my best friend was kidnapped, raped, and murdered. Oh. And at that point, I made God irrelevant in my life. And mm-hmm. I became a, a really angry atheist at seven years old. Wow. Um, so at nine years old, I started to pick up 
cigarette butts and things off the ground and started rolling everything. You know, I lived in Ohio, so I was rolling like corn silk, paper plates, smoking everything. I don't mm. know. Don't ask me why. Yeah. I think it was the curiosity. Sure. And then also I just wanted to numb the pain. Sure. And so um, that started like my whole like substances. My mom jokes around. I didn't have terrible twos. I had horrible nines, you know, (laughs) at nine years old. And that was something that I realized was at nine years old, it's such a a, a turning point in young people's lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I'll share a little bit more when I got into social work, why that was like really significant. Yeah. Uh, So at 14 years old, I started drinking alcohol. My dad being sober and my mom being a social drinker, she would drink, get red faced, a little dizzy, you know, oh, I'm done, you know. I mm-hmm. thought that was alcohol abuse because she'd throw a drink away, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> so at 14 years old, I started to drink alcohol because of that, that trauma, that pain, mm. that loss. And I didn't realize, I didn't know how I could speak about that. And no one really sat me down to talk to me about that. And so that began my addictions mm. um, was, you know, I started drinking heavily at 14 years old. And, and by 19 years old, I was using alcohol and drugs every day. Wow. That's, that's, that's crazy. But so what was the, the thing? What, where did it get to the place where you realize I have an addiction, I have a problem? And where did you hit that wall where now it's like, I, I need help? Well, there was multiple moments of clarity, we call them in recovery. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, from being in the emergency room at 19 years old on, um, you know, heart monitors (laughs) and really struggling with, you know, trying to be alive to literally leaving that emergency room at uh, 19 years old, going Mm -hmm. back to my college house so that I lived with, uh, you know, five other roommates and starting to drink and use drugs again immediately. Still had heart yeah. monitors hooked up to me. Wow. That to me, that was the insanity of addictions mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, doing the same thing and expecting different results. Right. And so that was a moment of clarity to me. And then also, um, finally, my parents had to cut me off. Mm-hmm. I remember at um, 23 years old, or, or yeah, 23 years old, uh, my parents took me to lunch. And then they, my dad said, I'm not paying for a party. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to pay to watch you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this at this time, I had lost. Uh, I'm sorry, I failed um, nine classes in college, mm-hmm. and uh, I was kicked out of college oh. and then readmitted under academic probation because I wrote a letter to the dean. I was actually I thought it was the drugs. I'm, let me just quit the drugs. That's what caused me to you know fail nine classes and act a fool. You know, mm-hmm. and but I was drunk. And I wrote a letter to the dean. I thought his name was Dean. And I was like, <laughs> seriously, I'll, I'll never forget. It was a yellow notebook piece of paper. And I had a pencil. And I'm drunk. And I'm writing this letter. Dean, you know, um, I was addicted to drugs. I quit. Please let me back in your school. Mm. And I sent this to this dean <laughs> of the University wow. of Akron. And I am so grateful that he had grace. Wow. Because they did. They allowed me to come back under academic probation. And they also had me go to a psychologist. Wow. And so I went to a psychologist. I shared some of my childhood trauma and things I had been through. And and, uh, and he says, it sounds like you have a problem. And it was like a light bulb. Mm. And I was like, wow, you're right. I do yeah. have a problem, you know. 
alcohol and drugs are definitely not the solution in my life. I thought that's what it was. I thought it was a solution to my hurt and my pain and my trauma, and it wasn't. It was causing more issues at this point. And so I, um, I, I, I got sober at 23 years old and mm. started going to 12-step recovery uh, meetings right away. Uh, throughout the years, I started therapy. I still go to therapy. I still go to, you know, celebrate recovery and 12-step recovery programs and yeah. all of that. I, I do a lot of um, outreach. I actually started in social work uh, when I was in college. Um, that was one of the things I realized I had a teacher that kind of intervened and she's like everything you've been through has a purpose yeah you know it goes back yeah. to that quote that it's not a loss if it's a lesson yeah and she said to me she said um you know everything you've been through there's a purpose and that you know she was a christian woman and she said and god has a purpose for your life mm. and it was the first person that took time with me and believed in me and gave me hope wow. and i changed my major right then and i literally ran from her <laughs> classroom and went to my academic advisor, I wow. changed my major from interior design to you know social work. And so I went straight into social work. Now back to the nine-year-old thing. Yeah. Uh, I had 32, uh, you know, um, kids that I had worked with on my caseload when I first got into social work in 1998. And out of the 32, it was like 27 of them were nine years old. And I realized right then, I'm like, nine years old is such a pivotal point in development for young people. Oh, yeah. And so um, that was kind of kicked off my whole career. And I just started in social work and then um, juvenile justice and then education. And then um, after working 25 years in those fields, I realized there was a huge gap in services for young people. Mm -hmm. And these were people that, you know, young people are just like me that had really struggled with learning disabilities, with mental illness, with addictions, and, and they're kind of, you know, tossed aside. Yeah. And these are lost children. Yeah. And I realized I'm like, something. we, we need to have a safe, healing-centered environment for them to learn, mm -hmm. but also to receive mental health services. And so I started Victory High School. That's excellent. April 2021, and then I opened a second Victory High School oh. in August 2023. Wow. That, it's just amazing. I mean, just... First of all, your story is just a, a miracle, like just all you've come through and all you learned and and you're taking what, you know, what you've been through, you know, your struggles and everything, and you're using it for good. You know, you're you're not throwing it away. You're not, um, you know, being living for yourself. You're, you're living to help others yes. who are gone through the same exact things. And and like you said, I believe God does that. He he um, has us go through situations so that life's a less a learning lesson. And then giving us those gifts and talents to use for his glory to to help others who are in the same boat and absolutely i just i just think that's amazing uh, i think about my my sister-in-law um she is just doing amazing now but she got very heavily involved with drugs um for and just just started off you know of course with the gateway drugs and then led to the harder drugs where she got to a place where she was at a party and uh, she wanted, I think, like cocaine or something. And they they told her that we'll give you cocaine if you drink this herbal tea, which was like a hallucinogen. Mm. It was angel trumpet tea, you know, that's really big in that area. And so she did. And, of course, she was tripping really bad. And they just kind of left her on the side of the road to fend mm -hmm. for herself and, like, you know, so-called friends, right? Yes. And um, she, um, somebody saw her, called the, the, the police in the hospital. She ended up in a hospital bed and... 
and we all went up there and it was just a very emotional moment. She just looked horrible because like, you know, they have to like, you know, cleanse you. They have the, the coal around your, your mm. lips and everything. And it was just a really emotional moment. But um, even when she got out of the hospital, she uh, she kind of went back. It, it's kind of like what you said earlier. She, she kind of went back mm -hmm. to that. And when she was in the hospital, her dad took a picture of her and showed her and said, you know, do you want to look like this again? And that was her yes. moment. That was her moment of clarity. And she has been clean and sober and she's just doing really well spiritually as well. And I mean, it's just total 180, you know, yes. turnaround. So when I hear that, I kind of think of my, 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 my family as well. But anyway, that's, that's awesome. And so what I want to do is I want to continue this talk because I want to learn more about Victory High School. And so I think uh, when, when we, uh, on the next podcast, let's talk about your school and also how, um, you know, people can have, have a connection to that, like how they can enroll and find you. And we'll, we'll talk about all that. Awesome. But for now, if they did want to find you, uh, Victory High School or, or even your um, um, uh, other uh, endeavors that you're doing, how can they find you? What are some resources that to tap into? They can they can find me on Tina Talks Truth. If you Google, just Google Tina Google. Talks Truth, I have YouTube videos, I have podcasts, I have you know uh, radio shows, TV shows, you name it. I've written five books. Yeah, and so I and I love speaking. That is really my passion is yeah. to speak in front of large groups of people to empower them, to uplift them. And, you know, let people know that no matter what circumstances you've had, because I've been through a lot, <laughs> not just, you know, with addictions and adversities, um, so much more stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, you know, no matter what your circumstances, that there's hope. Yes. And that, you know, you could be the best version of yourself no matter what you've been through. Mm -hmm. I think that's what, you know, Tina Talks Truth is all about. Yes. Well, good. So please uh, Google Tina Talks Truth and you will find her on pretty much any platform. And, and like, I, like she said, you know, there's different, lots of resources out there. And of course, uh, if you want to book her for a public speaking engagement, you can do that through Tina Talks Truth as well. All right, so we're going to stop things there. And uh, thank you for, for coming out, and we'll, we'll continue our talks from, uh, next week. So Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to Baffled, helping you understand your misunderstood team. We hope you enjoyed the show today. For more inspiration and information, check out our website at m2l.org. Feel free to ask questions, call, or email us.